hello everyone and welcome back to yet just another weekly episode of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. Hey folks, where we enjoy discussing nature, sometimes animals, sometimes some plants, and sometimes just concepts about nature or what's found out there in the natural wild. Hey folks, this is Tommy in 2024 and I am your digital audio host of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. Hey folks, we're now into season number three of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast, and today is episode number 43. Wow, I can't believe it. And it's our first episode of 2024. And on today's episode, we're going to discuss the beautiful, super large albatross. But before we talk about the beautiful albatross, I want to talk about the podcast just for a second. You know, folks, I got to say thank you to you. Our podcast, The Amateur Naturalist, is now listened to worldwide. And I mean, folks, I'm humbled. I mean, truly worldwide. It's in all 50 United States states, in 107 countries around the world, and in an absolutely amazing 2,303 cities around the world. For some reason, I just can't get past 107 countries for the last three or four months now. Hey, I wanted to say thank you to our brand new listeners out there in Exton, Ecton, Pennsylvania, Denver, Colorado, Mexicali in Baja, California, and over in the beautiful and very warm Honolulu, Hawaii, where we just picked up some brand new listeners last week as well. Hey, our podcast finished 2023 in the top 50% of all podcasts for Buzzsprout for 2023. Hey, folks, very humbled. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for all of our wonderful listeners. And now on to this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode number 43 of the Amateur Naturalist Podcast, where we always delve into the fascinating world of wildlife and ecosystems with each and every episode. Hey, folks, I am your audio digital host, Tommy, and today we are going to discuss facts and some history of the beautiful and very large seabird, the albatross. We're going to learn tonight that the albatross bird is actually like the Iron Man of the bird world. It's uh, it's the 747 or the Airbus of the bird world. I mean, big, big, big. And unfortunately, it's also declining in much of the world. We will also learn that there are many species of the albatross and some species are close to extinction, while some others are slowly slowly on their way back. Tonight, let's talk about the bird who can fly for months without landing on land. Let's talk about the albatross. So folks, if you're a fan or a listener of the uh, Amateur Naturalist podcast, you kind of know that before we get into talking about the bird, we uh, 
we like to talk about the biological classification or what we a lot of the times call its taxonomy. So let's talk about the albatross. Now remember, there's several genuses of albatross. There is also 22 species of albatross. So I'm just going to pick one to kind of get us heading in the right direction. But just remember, there are more genuses than what we're going to talk about, and there are a lot more species. So for example, the kingdom, of course, for all of these is Animalia. And the phylum, Chordata. The class, of course, is the bird class, Aves. The order is Procellar formes, and the genus Diomedia, and the species of this particular species is Diomedia exolens, and that, folks, is the wandering albatross. Now, folks, you can look it up. Obviously, we're not going to talk for eight hours tonight and discuss all 22 of these species, but I just wanted to give you an idea of the taxonomy of this particular bird. So when I think of the bird albatross, there just happens to be several albatross and even several different genus of albatross. And again, there ends up being a whopping 22 species of albatross across the world. So as we kind of alluded to or mentioned a little bit earlier, albatrosses are some of the largest of all flying birds in the world. Albatrosses uh, have an incredible, just incredible, super long wingspan. A few weeks ago, I saw a picture on the internet uh, of a, I guess it was a fisherman on a boat holding an albatross. And uh, I'm assuming the albatross had got hooked in a line or, or something like that, and, and he was releasing it. And it was a like a monster of a bird, huge, huge, huge wings. In fact, the albatross bird has one of the longest wingspans of any birds. So, you know, it might sound, uh, I don't know, amazingly crazy, but believe it or not, the albatross bird has an amazing 10, 11, even up to 12-foot wingspan. What about that, huh? 12 foot wingspan. A bird with a 12-foot wingspan, that's huge. The wandering albatross has the wingspan record at nearly 12 feet across. And I want you to think about the house you're living in. It probably has an 8-foot or maybe a 9-foot ceiling. So think about that bird having a wingspan a foot or two or three or more higher than your own ceiling. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. The uh, the wandering albatross has the wingspan record at nearly 12 feet across. It is truly one big bird. So I did mention earlier that the albatross doesn't fit into just one genus, but there are a few albatross birds, and they fall into four different genus, and there are an amazing 22 different species of albatross. There are absolutely amazing birds. So coming up next, I want to discuss some of the really amazing fun facts about these super large, beautiful albatross birds. So one of the uh, absolutely super cool facts that absolutely astonished me is the albatross can go years without landing on land. Now, they can glide and they can fly all over the ocean for extensive time frames. This is one of the things that I find so in 
incredibly interesting about albatrosses. Now, yeah, they'll land on water, uh, but there are times that they will go years without ever coming back to land. And most of the time, that is when it's mating season. It's just one of the coolest things about albatrosses that that's why I call them the Iron Man of all birds. They are known for their ability to fly without even flapping their very long wings. They can glide for very, very long distances and stay on those uh, wind currents. And they can even travel thousands of miles in one long journey across the open sea. The most amazing part is that they can stay up in the air for just days or even weeks without landing at all. It's crazy. It's just amazing. No bird is like that. It's just an absolutely unbelievable feat. Albatrosses live very, very long lives, and they can actually live well into their 60s. Many birds make it into their 50s, and a few actually get into their 60s. And they raise albatross chicks, little baby chicks, even at that old of an age. Is that amazing? 50-year-old birds, 60-year-old birds still mating and having chicks. Um, Folks, another cool thing is they spend their first five or six or even more years of their very, very long lives out at sea without ever touching land. And it's generally assumed that an adult albatross really, really knows their way around their environment, the open sea. They do kind of, they don't go much more than one or two days without totally landing because they will land on water, but they can go a long, long time without ever landing on land. But Still, it's uh, completely, to me, just completely impressive that a bird such as the albatross can go just days, days without landing. So, like, am I the only one that is just blown away by those kind of stats about the albatrosses? Uh, They're amazing. I mean, just amazing, amazing birds. Albatross birds mate for life, and early on in their relationship, they court with the opposite sex with very, very elaborate mating dances. Even though they spend many months at sea, they'll always, always return to the same partner at the same nesting site at breeding time each year. Now, those remember those first few years of life, they stay out at sea a long time, up to five years sometimes. An almost unbelievable trait that they have is that they can fly over the ocean, check this out, smelling for their food sources. Flying over the ocean and smelling for food sources. And if that doesn't amaze you, this next one will blow you away. They can actually smell food in the water from 12 miles away. They have uh, done studies with these birds. They've done radio collaring. They have tracked them, and they have seen that they can actually smell food in the water and hone in on that food source from 12 miles away. Amazing. Now, as I said, albatrosses have all kinds of cool traits, really cool things, facts, and things that they can do that other birds and animals can't do. Now, we know that they can fly a long way. We've already established that. We know they can stay out at sea a long, long time. We know they can smell their food from up to 12 miles away. Now, they don't do that all the time, but 12 miles away. But they can also dive really, really deep and get their food as well. So they are known 
to be able to dive down between 9 and 10 feet to grab some food underwater. Now, a lot of times they'll grab it just a few feet under. As they're flying along, they see a fish or some whatever, some crustaceans or things that are not very deep, and they'll grab those items. But they can get down that big, huge bird can get down 9 or 10 feet and grab some food. Here's another fact that you you might think is completely insane about albatrosses. They have found, albatrosses have found a way to actually, oh, I don't even want to say it. You won't even believe me. Albatrosses have found a way to actually sleep while up in the air flying. And no, I'm not drinking. They can sleep while they are flying up in the air. Now, surely, Surely at this point, you have got to be impressed with albatrosses, right? Come on now. They are the coolest birds. They have actually learned how to actually sleep while flying up in the air and even getting up to an unbelievable 40 plus minutes of sleep per day as they fly across the ocean below. I just, I think it's unbelievable. They're flying through the air. They're smelling their food real far away, and at times they'll get tired and doze off and just glide uh, and get maybe 40 minutes that day of sleep while up in the air. When the albatross is not sleeping and not flying, there are some very fast-flying birds. They fly at speeds of up to 40, 45, and even they've been clocked at 50 miles per hour over our open oceans. I did read where one gray-headed albatross, check this out, circled the globe in only 46 days. It was tracked with a radio collar, flew around the world, all the way around the world in 46 days. They're they're just amazing flighted birds. How far can they fly? How long can they fly? Sometimes asleep while they fly. They are just amazing. I, I hope you're as impressed as I am. Now, humans, humans have shared the open seas with albatross birds for, of course, many, many, many years as fishermen sail all over our world. Fishermen know that albatrosses follow their fishing boats and they'll follow it along, obviously looking for a real easy meal. Shrimp fishermen will see them hanging back and, you know, scooping up shrimp that are uh, injured from the fishing nets or what have you. A lot of fishermen that fish with lines, you know, there are folks that uh, don't fish with nets and they fish with lines. And as they pull, throw these fish up into the boat, the uh, albatrosses are trying to grab the fish. And of course, that's where they, um, a lot of them die doing that. So it's an easy meal, and it, it, but it has cost many albatrosses their lives. So many albatrosses have actually died while following these fishing boats and then colliding with ships at sea that uh, some species of the albatross are even close to or very near extinction. And I mean complete extinction. Just a few of that species left. Many of these birds fly so close to the fishing boats as fishing lines are being cast that they get snagged and then they get thrown down to the water and pulled behind the boat and they get drowned. Or they fly into the side of a boat when they're looking for these fish or trying to grab a fish, they crash into a side of a boat. A lot of them get snagged on fishing lines and hitting boats. Lots of worldwide conservation efforts right now are underway to help bring back the numbers of these beautiful, outstanding albatross birds. We need them in our ecosystem, obviously. And there has now been some success in seeing rising numbers across the Pacific Ocean. 
So up in the uh, great state and the beautiful state of Alaska, they have quite a few albatrosses, a few different species around the state of Alaska. And many of those birds will live around the state, around the waters, uh, come back and mate around that area sometimes. But many, many of them will fly to more warmer areas. So um, they hang out around Alaska. They feed around those bountiful waters. And then they fly to ocean islands, such as the world's largest albatross colony is on the Midway Island Atoll the National Wildlife Refuge in in the Midway Islands. So on many of these islands, they breed. And remember, they'll stay with that, their their mate for life, and they'll come back to that same breeding island over and over and over. They will uh, trail fishing boats and shrimp boats and run into issues such as colliding with the boats sometimes as they're going across those open seas, uh, you know, looking for a quick meal. After breeding, in places such as Midway Island National Wildlife Refuge, after breeding, these large seabirds will feed very, very heavily on crustaceans, uh, fish, fish they see under the surface, squid they see swimming kind of shallowish, and they follow these fishing boats trying to snag the bait that's uh, hooked and being cast from these boats. A lot of them will get kind of land in the water briefly and get, get hung up on a on a net that's being pulled in, those kind of things. So they're, they've really had it tough, you know, following these boats, trying to get a quick, easy meal. So I'm sure a lot of you folks have watched documentaries or seen some commercials or, or heard the news about all of the enormous amount of plastic that folks are, um, you know, we throw out of our cars and it washes down the drain and it goes into a creek and it goes into a river, floats down the river, gets into the ocean. And in some areas of the world, there are enormous, enormous amounts of plastic and straws and all kinds of stuff that is out there floating around and it, it either gets around the bird's feet, gets around their necks, but what's really happening a lot is they mistake the the plastic as food sources. So pollution, and especially plastic pollution, is causing many deaths in these albatross bird populations. Albatrosses, remember, they feed on the surface, and as they fly along the surface looking for squid, there's things like plastic that looks like squid, and they, they love to eat fish eggs and some of that plastic looks like that and they love to eat krill and shrimp and other food items that they sometimes screw up and they ingest chunks of plastic floating on the surface and then unfortunately something really bad happens their stomachs get completely impacted with the plastic that they've been eating over the last few days and they end up starving to death of a lack of nutrition the parents, the parents' bird, the parent birds, the albatrosses, they're picking up plastic trash for the babies and they fly it back to the nesting grounds and they feed it to their little baby chick, the little baby birds, and then they end up killing the chicks as well. So the little chicks will eat the plastic and get hung, hung up in their throat or they just die of a lack of nutrition. They think they're eating something that's good for them and it ends up not giving them any nutrition at all. We can all help. And you know how we can help. We can all help by picking up any plastic that we see before it makes it into our waterways and washes down rivers and out to our oceans. And better than that, make a commitment this year. Hey, if you didn't come up with something to do for 2024, 
If you're one of those folks that tosses down your trash, throws down some litter, tosses something out the window, even a straw, even a piece of plastic, you're eating a bag of chips and you throw the bag out the window, hey, what's the harm, right? Because it's going to kill something. So take care of our environment. We only got one. Take care of these big, beautiful birds and don't throw trash out your window. So, folks, unfortunately, sometimes I have to give some bad news, right? And I probably just gave some bad news, right? But I'm going to finish up today's episode with some sad information. Of the 22 species of albatrosses in our world, there are now 16 species. 16 of 22 species of albatross are now near endangered or extinction in the world. So it's actually estimated that many, many tens of thousands of albatrosses are drowned as they scavenge for food as they follow those fishing boats at sea. There is an incredibly fascinating large bird. They're unbelievable. And what they can do physically is just amazing to me. And I'm sure it's amazing to you, the, th- the stats that I gave you and the facts that I gave you. And we're making some strides. As conservation efforts continue in our world, I just hope they can continue to help these fascinating wild birds that we call the albatross. Don't forget, pick up as much plastic that you see on the ground before it washes into our streams, into our rivers, and eventually flowing down to our beautiful oceans where it's just simply killing many, many forms of wildlife. Folks, there are folks that uh, like to hike. I like to hike. There are folks that'll, as they're walking on a trail, will drink a bottle of water and toss that plastic bottle over into the woods. It's unbelievable. And then there's some other heroes out there that as they're hiking down a trail, well, they will carry a little bag and they'll pull that little bag out and they'll take off their pack and they'll walk 15 feet down this little slope and grab that plastic bottle that somebody threw out this morning and put it into their pack. Now, nobody wants to carry more stuff. Nobody wants to handle somebody else's trash, but somebody's got to do it, right? We just can't keep walking by it. So don't throw it out your window. Be sure to take care of your own trash. And if you see a bottle, just pick it up and you can throw it away later. Well, folks, you might have heard me just a little more excited than I am usually. I do love animals and I do love plants. I love birds. I got a new bird machine that I'm going to talk to you guys about at some point. I got this bird feeder for Christmas that's got a camera on it, and I will do an episode on that. So I love birds, and today we got to see all kinds of pictures from the backyard and videos. We'll talk about that at some point. But uh, this albatross or these 22 species of albatross, fascinating bird, unbelievable what it can do. It's, of course, top of its food chain. Take care of them. Be careful with your what you do out there with your trash. It not only kills the albatross, it kills lots of other animals. All right, folks, if you liked the Amateur Naturalist podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. Well, folks, Thanks for listening to my podcast yet again tonight. And as always, I sincerely appreciate all of you downloading and listening to the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. 
Good night, everyone, and Happy New Year in 2024, and take care and be safe. Hey, everyone, Tommy Fowler here. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I know I did, and I wasn't for sure exactly how to make a podcast or how to market it, and that is where Buzzsprout came in. Maybe you want a new fun hobby or you just want to have a new side hustle to make a little bit of money. So far, it's been a super fun hobby to me. Personally, I did a lot of research looking for a podcast host site and Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote, and even track the success of your own podcast. Hey guys, I only started in mid-August 2022 and already I am listened to in over 100 countries around the world. I am currently listened to on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and 18 other popular podcast sites. Now that is what Buzzsprout can help you do as well. Hey, you can start your own podcast with just a smartphone, your earphones, and your stories. You don't need a bunch of fancy equipment to start off. Hey, folks, let me get you started. Go to my podcast show notes. You're going to see my podcast website link and maybe one or two advertiser links. Look for the Buzzsprout link. Now, click on that link to go to Buzzsprout, and you are going to get a $20 credit if you sign up today for a paid plan. Plus, it helps me out to keep my podcast on the air, and I might be able to finally update some equipment. By joining today through the link down in my show notes, you're going to get a great looking podcast website, awesome audio players that you can drop in other websites, and fantastic analytics to see just how you are performing worldwide. Join today over a hundred thousand podcasters and myself already using Buzzsprout and get your awesome message out to the world. Hey, don't forget, it's totally free to start off with Buzzsprout in the beginning, and it does not cost much to join their first paid plan. And if you join today and you sign up for an inexpensive paid plan by clicking on the link inside of my show notes, you're going to get $20 off and you'll help me out a little bit at the Amateur Naturalist Podcast. Thanks, folks.